Welcome to PNCC Speak, the language of executives. I'm Carol Daniel here with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC. Each podcast features local and regional C-level executives talking about relevant and timely business topics. This knowledge-sharing platform provides insights on forward-thinking business approaches that disrupt the status quo and encourage business leaders to think differently. Today, Mike and I welcome Emily Hemingway, Executive Director of Tech STL. Emily, welcome to C-Speak. Hi, thank you. It is so good to have you. Can you start by giving us a quick synopsis of your background and what is Tech STL? Absolutely. So I am a serial tech founder, meaning I've been in tech startups for almost 15 years, uh, mostly in SaaS development, um, so working in uh, subscription platforms, directory systems, and mobile applications and web apps. But I started after a few years recognizing that I really loved working in community development, that there's this magical experience that comes in overlapping what the founders are doing and what the community is doing. And so I started really dipping my toe in the water in this in this world of entrepreneurial ecosystem development and have been doing that for a little over a decade. Uh, I've been lucky in that I've, I've worn a lot of hats and, and done a lot of really amazing projects all over the country, uh, from working in youth leadership programs to uh, innovation networks, uh, mentoring programs, venture funds. But I moved to St. Louis uh, a year ago and uh, started running this brand new initiative called Tech STL. I was hired by the St. Louis Development Corporation to, to launch the program last August. And so I've been doing that ever since. Uh, Tech STL is launching St. Louis's first tech council, which is it's a membership based organization. It's a 501c6. And we are focused on supporting the technology ecosystem and innovation pipeline across the 15 county region. And so part of that means building a membership network as well as investing in the infrastructure that we need in order to really support that pipeline of supporting tech jobs, tech talent and tech startups. And so we are just about to open our doors and start accepting members next month. So it's a really, really exciting time. Emily, this is exciting. I, I read in the uh, the news the other day that no other than the Brookings Institution named St. Louis a rising star in tech. We're one of nine in the country, along with Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver. Bring that closer to home. Assess the technology community and landscape here in St. Louis. St. Louis has a number of really strong and reputable bright spots. We've got some industries and clusters that are growing so quickly because we have such a long history of public-private partnerships. We've got um, some internationally ranked research institutions. We've got uh, really successful and notable uh, industry leaders in ag tech, biotech, geospatial, um, advanced manufacturing. There are so many strong pieces here that... You know, St. Louis has made a really great reputation within those silos, within those sectors. Our big challenge now and what we see in other cities uh, like Atlanta and Denver and Orlando and um, Austin, uh, the other cities that were referenced in that in that article, is that our job is to create stronger synergy between those. Uh, tech is no longer a vertical. It is a horizontal. It connects every industry, not only in business, but in life, in community. And so what we're able to do with Tech STL is be the dot connector between all of those pieces so that we can really maximize the amount of opportunity that we have and that there's growth 
universally across tech in St. Louis and not just in these cleared pockets of of industry. Emily, I would imagine that some in the C-suite are listening right now and hearing you say you moved here a year ago. I did. Thinking of the great resignation and what I'm hearing uh, some business magazines call the great retention. Talk about your decision to move to St. Louis and give us some keys on what other executives can do to get high quality talent like yourself to come to St. Louis. Well, to be totally honest, I moved here on a, a fluke. My mother lives here, so she and her husband had moved here a couple of years ago. He works for Sherwin-Williams. And so uh, my mother had had some health challenges uh, because of the pandemic, and I sold one of my companies uh, at the end of 2020, and so I just had a window to move my family. I had been to St. Louis a couple of times, but I really didn't know much about the city. The reality was was that the the affordability was incredibly appealing. Um, Moving to a city where I knew that uh, I would be able to have immediate access to uh, the kind of lifestyle that I wanted to have, as well as seeing the city as this up and coming that, you know, I've worked in, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem world. I've worked in over 200 cities across the country. I've, I've worked in collaboration with all 50 states and St. Louis is kind of an underdog. And mm. I really liked the idea of being able to come here and be part of that rise, um, to be able to really bring my talents and passion to to help this city reach this next goal. Um, as Jason Hall says for Greater St. Louis, this is our critical decade. The next 10 years is really important for the city. And I knew that this was a place that I could, I could come in and, and have some sizable impact in helping the city really transform itself. Emily, you mentioned uh, this is our decade. Uh, I note that St. Louis is a finalist. We're one of 60 finalists in the Build Back Better Regional Challenge, and that's a challenge to get $100 million of federal dollars to be invested in our tech sectors. Uh, the decisions are coming. What What do you know about that program, and what how do you like our odds? Well, so I, I'm part of the team um, that's tied to Build Back Better, and, and speaking of Jason Hall, um, their team at, at GSL has really helped to lead that initiative and is proven how important it is for this region to collaborate and collaborate in a much deeper way than just serving as partners, but instead really looking at being um, accomplices, right, of how are we all showing up, putting our skin in the game, um, engaging in this project. So Build Back Better is a great representation of what this city can do when we rally together partners that are outside of the normal sectors, Uh, that for that, you know, we've looked at investing in uh, the IT side of advanced manufacturing and how we're really bridging the gap between business development, economic development, community development, and really leading edge technology. So it's we just submitted the Build Back Better application um, that's going to be considered and going up against all these communities. It's a super competitive round this year with EDA. But, you know, St. Louis is really in the midst of a major upswing. And so having projects like geospatial, like geofutures, as well as our our legacy industries of biotech, ag tech, fintech, um, all of those things help really uh, position us in a, in a competitive light. So I'm excited to see what comes of it. And so how will Tech STL drive all of this? How will you drive the innovation ecosystem? So we are one of the few organizations that is positioned at that 30,000 foot view over the all 15 counties, right? So we work in tandem uh, with Greater St. Louis, Inc., which is another organization that does that. Uh, But what's beautiful about a tech council is that, especially in the way that we're building it, 
we're building both the the human infrastructure of building this committee that is able to bring together any type of organization, whether it's a for-profit, a nonprofit, a university, a, uni- a, a hospital, a corporation, a government agency, all of these organizations, if they feel like they have a relevant uh, seat at the table when it comes to talking about technology, then they are welcome on, on our committee. Having that robust and diverse representation at the table. It gives us the ability to then strategically invest in the kind of digital infrastructure and projects that need to be tackled in order to address these really complex challenges that we face. Because when it comes to technology, it's so incredibly broad that we cover everything from last mile broadband and internet access to early education STEM, to supporting the tech talent pipeline and workforce development, to supporting the tech startups and making sure that they have the kind of access to capital that they need to really scale. We are the one organization that is actively advocating and supporting all of those pieces um, there has never been an organization of this kind, and it is allowing us to really maximize um, the level of interest that's that's coming in addressing these things, especially on the other side of the pandemic. There is a surge. Uh, community leaders are recognizing that we have to engage. We have to invest. Uh, this is such an important time for us to to really work together on these issues. Emily, so often when we talk about technology and innovation, we can't help but talk about venture capital and investment. Curious, how will Tech STL help attract venture capital dollars to St. Louis? So one of the biggest challenges that especially our our growing startups face is that they position themselves to where they can have a, a competitive conversation with these venture funds on the coasts. But when those funds see that they are trying to hit these marks and grow those companies here in St. Louis, red flags go up. And that represents a number of issues that Tech STL is able to, to actually help address. Um, one of the challenges is around data and being able to, to tell a better story around what our labor market looks like, what our, our tech workforce looks like, what our tech talent pipeline looks like, because there is a lot of misconception and, frankly, bad data out in the rest of the country about our city. The fact that our city collects data separately from our county tends to skew the markers that we have um, in really assessing um, the challenges, but also the opportunities that are present in our MSA. And so uh, part of our steering committee sessions is we sat down and we spoke with over 100 founders, tech founders in the community from early stage to very advanced stage, those that are already looking at Series B, Series C funding um, from venture funds from all over the country. And that's what they're saying is for them to secure those funds, those equity partners are wanting them to relocate, that they're not comfortable investing that amount of money for a company that will stay in St. Louis. And so that's something that we're having to help them solve that problem because it's not something that the, the founders can't solve that problem, right? They don't have access to the kind of data that we can provide. Um, and so what we're looking at is how do we start positioning our community in a better light that we have all of the pieces in place so that we can sell this city more effectively on behalf of our tech companies. And clearly, Emily, we have the desire Mm-hmm. And we have the talent. There is a pipeline. But I hate to bring up the C word, which is crime. That seems to drive so much of the conversation in this region when other things, I think, should drive the conversation in this region. You're you're here now. You've mm-hmm. been here a year. Welcome. I say that late in our conversation. <laughs> Where does that come in your thinking? 
Well, so it's it's interesting because, you know, in my line of work, the bigger gap is actually in trust mm. in the community. Um, and having a community that has a reputation of crime and violence erodes that sense of trust and vulnerability. In innovation, a culture of innovation is based upon having a network that supports risk. Uh, ideas, especially tech ideas, are the riskiest ideas to throw out there. Um, supporting innovation is the riskiest venture. And so when you have a community that you don't always feel safe, not just physically walking the streets, but also safe in just sharing your idea with your network or asking for funding or relying on partners, right? Uh, that's lacking uh, culture of trust across the community, I think is our biggest downfall. And I think crime only contributes to that. And that's one of the challenges that we're having to really look at because growing a sense of trust is a long game just like addressing crime on the streets is a long game, right? There are so many variables to this that it's part human, it's part data, it's part infrastructure. But the biggest thing is it's you have to have partnerships that win. You have to have projects that are effective, that that's how you start building trust. Um, crime, I think, comes down to not having a lot of trust in the community, of that it's a reflection of as residents um, and as individuals that we don't tend to trust each other. And so I think that all of this is interrelated, even when you don't necessarily think that crime is tied to innovation. I think that this it's all part of what makes this city challenging. But if we can come together and solve all these problems, um, it's going to have a direct impact on our ability to trust each other. And that, I think, is worth the investment. Emily, before we let you go, can you talk about the two big M's, mission and membership of Tech STL? Absolutely. So we have defined our core mission as uh, working to position the St. Louis MSA as the most diverse high-tech innovation hub in the country. We see our diverse population as the greatest asset of our community. We also recognize that one of the biggest challenges that we're facing is this tech talent demand um, that we have such a shortage in the workplace. And so how are we working to, to diversify our talent network? How are we really up-leveling our innovation pipeline um, to, to increase the, the number of, of tech talent that are coming through this community, um, the talent that is here and that we want them to stay, um, as well as increasing the number of high-tech jobs that we have in working in partnership with, with our area companies. And so what we're looking at for our membership is, is we have actually uh, democratized the, the tech council model uh, and, and created a, a very unique way of approaching this compared to the other tech councils across the country. We are the youngest tech council in the country, um, but we've also prioritized uh, making this open and inclusive uh, to members of our community so that we can solve these challenges of how do we increase the accessibility to tech jobs, uh, as well as open doors to, to founders and innovators across the country to participate. So membership is universal, that it's $500 per year for all members. Um, we have not Typically, a council has uh, a pay-to-play kind of model that the biggest players get the biggest vote. And we wanted to make sure that that was not what we were creating, um, that our goal is to have a 1,000 members by the end of the year and to be the largest, most inclusive tech council in the country. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. That is Emily Hemingway, Executive Director of Tech STL. Be sure to share this podcast. Go to kmwex.com slash PNC C-Speak. PNC C-Speak, the language of executives.